Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Complex Life Podcast. I'm your host, Evangela, and I'm a trauma recovery coach that supports you as you walk the road to healing for yourself. You don't have to be the victim of what your trauma did to you. Let's work together to create a life that is fulfilling to you. Join me on this journey. folks and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the complex life podcast this is season three episode two titled therapy and coaching what's the difference and as always if you want to read the blog post that goes along with this you're more than welcome to do so it is on my website www.beyondtheguru.com so let's get right into it shall we i've heard lots of people and even read articles on this topic because um, with the coaching industry booming the way that it is there are a lot of people who are trying to step into the realm of trauma recovery and that has up until this point been an area that was exclusive to therapists psychologists psychiatrists and medical professionals um, dealing with trauma and with so many people coming forward and talking about trauma and some of the restrictions that are within the realm of therapy and um, psychiatry and things of that nature people have decided to step out into coaching as a modality to help trauma survivors now you do have life coaches out there who are you know they're stepping into the realm of trauma recovery and it is my opinion that they've not had the training. As a matter of fact, I have encountered um, coaches, life coaches, who have not had the appropriate training to be able to recognize and respond to trauma in a way that is beneficial to the client. Now, I'm going to insert my disclaimer here. I by no means have all of the knowledge about trauma and therapy and all these things. I have my experiences. I have my training through the International Association of Trauma Recovery Coaches. And let it be said that what I speak about on this podcast is my point of view. I do not represent um, the International Association of Trauma Recovery Coaches. I do not represent any therapists or anybody other than my own opinion and my own experiences and my own training within this realm. And I say all that to say that it is very dangerous to step into things such as EMDR, brain spotting, Um, pulling up repressed memories and things of that nature without having the proper training that at this point in time only therapists psychiatrists psychologists and medical professionals have and even some of them don't have it Um, you need to be dealing with someone who is trauma-informed who has had training in these modalities if that is something that you want to try to embark upon for healing and there needs to be safety established within the relationship even if you are a trauma recovery um, a trauma therapist or a trauma recovery coach if you will to name yourself that I myself am certified and I have had the training but I still do not deal with um, I don't talk about medications because I'm not trained um, to do so I don't diagnose anybody because again I'm not trained to do so I haven't had the schooling to do that but I will say that if you're dealing with human beings 
you're going to touch their trauma at some point in time because trauma touches every part of a human being. So for you to say, you know, I don't deal with trauma, it's just not true. Because if you've done any studying to understand the nature of trauma, it's pervasive. It goes through all throughout the human body, the psyche. It touches every part of who a person is. So if someone comes to you and, you know, they're wanting your services um, for life coaching or, you know, health coaching, wellness coaching, whatever type of coach you may be, you're going to touch their trauma at some point in time. And for you to act like you are not, I would say that you are doing a disservice to your clients. Again, just my opinion. You can um, take it for what it is. Now, you know, I have even had talks with my therapist about what I'm choosing to do in this realm because I really want to be able to help people. And I just did not think that therapy, becoming a, a therapist, was the route that I needed to take. I knew that I would be helping people in some type of capacity that was close to that of therapy, but I did not really feel that therapy was the becoming a therapist was the route that I personally needed to take. I have nothing against therapy. My therapist is absolutely wonderful. Shout out to her. <laughs> but I just didn't feel that professionally for me, that was the route that I needed to take. Um, there are many, many different modalities that I've gone through with my therapist that I don't know that I would necessarily be able to take anybody through because I haven't been trained in that. Like I said, there would be EMDR. I know that there are people out there who do cognitive behavioral therapy who may not necessarily have the credentials of a therapist. Um, brain spotting is something I can't do. Of course, I think that what I do as a coach, as a trauma recovery coach, is very similar to um, talk therapy. Um, I don't do play therapy because I don't work with children because that is a very nuanced type of deal and I don't, I don't work with children. Um, internal family systems, I've done some of that work with my therapist and it's been very beneficial to me and parts work and things of that nature. Um, that's what therapists and psychologists, that's what they do. They handle those types of things. They may take you into your memories to process them, to help you find cognitive distortions and to repair your brain and your inner landscape. Because I believe trauma to be an injury to the brain that can be healed with time and intention, as I always say. Therapists can do coaching work if they choose to. Um, but I believe they have to be kept separate because of the ethics of the situation. Again, I'm not a therapist, so I don't know what all is involved in their work. I do know what I have done with my therapist. And when I talk to her and share with her the things that I'm doing in the realm of coaching, um, she encourages me to be that support system and that guidance for people as they walk into, you know, my office, into my practice. Um, one thing that I do do that I think is very different from the way that therapists, psychologists and um, people in those professions do is that I don't I don't come up with a treatment plan for those who work with me. My process is very client led and I think that is why I have had the success that I've had with my therapist this is because my sessions with her are always they're client led. Now if I get into a situation where I'm struggling or I'm having some cognitive distortions that aren't um, helpful to me growing, then my therapist will step in and she does a very good job of reframing my experience to help me see 
um, how I'm getting stuck in a schema or a way of being. But I think that is truly why I've been successful in my therapy. Because my sessions are very client-led. I don't feel a power differential with us. She does not sit on a pedestal telling me what to do. She listens to me. She takes my input and I'm active in my treatment plan. I trust my therapist because she has shown me that she supports me and what I feel to be best for myself. And when I'm, I'm stuck in a way of being that is rooted in past negative patterns and my traumas and things of that nature, she gently guides me out of that. And sometimes we may end up in EMDR. We may work and do that. And EMDR has been very beneficial for me, but EMDR was also very rough for me. And so she paid attention to those things. When I was doing brain spotting, she paid attention to those things when it was very hard for me to come out of that and to settle back into a place of balance. And she adjusted my treatment plan according to that. So, um, again, therapists, you know, they may make recommendations uh, for you to get on medications with a psychiatrist. They take you back into your memories to help you process when appropriate. They help you figure out your cognitive distortions, repairing your brain. They may take you through brain spotting, talk therapy. If you know, you're know you a child, they may take you through play therapy, internal family systems, things of that nature. Recommendations for medications. I consider coaching to honestly be a higher level of therapy. So after you've gotten some safety and you have worked through some of those cognitive distortions, work through some of those traumatic memories and things like that. I'm the person that you come to to help you continue to work through your present day situations and challenges and to show you how your past is now affecting your present. That's what I do. I support you in your goals towards recovery. I don't come up with a treatment plan. I don't diagnose you. And I don't make recommendations about medications. I may ask you about your medications and things of that nature to get an understanding of who you are on a day-to-day basis and the challenges that you face. But I don't, I don't come to you and tell you, hey, I think you need to take this medication, <laughs> for lack of a better understanding of that. Um, I feel that we are best suited for people who, you know, they may have had some therapy or they may they are in a place of safety in their lives so they're not in immediate um danger they're not in environments that are a risk to their safety not only their physical safety but also their emotional safety and their mental safety so what i would do if you came to me in a situation where you're not safe um say maybe you're in active suicidal ideation or you're being you're in a situation of domestic violence or something of that nature I will get you to the appropriate people to help you get into a space of safety that does not mean that I can't work with you but I have to make sure that you are safe above all else and if something is hindering your safety and I cannot get you to a space where we can get that safety established um, then that would probably be the only reason why I would not be able to work with you but I work to make sure that you are in a safe 
space before I work with you. And I will not turn you away if you're you're having some safety issues, but I will make sure that you get to a place of physical, emotional, mental safety. Um, because no work can be done to help you heal from trauma and the things that you've experienced if you're not safe. And for me to try to um, get you to do any type of work when you're not safe, in my opinion, is a, a ethical issue. And it's going to cause greater problems for you. It's just the same as, you know, if somebody comes to me, reaches out to me and they're an active addiction. Addiction is a safety issue. And you cannot truly work on what is affecting you and causing all these issues if you're in active addiction. Um, believe it or not, addiction is a an effective coping mechanism. And to strip away somebody's effective coping mechanism without making sure that they're safe um, is re-traumatizing them in my opinion. So, I will, we will touch on your trauma. I will ask you about the things that have happened to you. We will talk about those things. We will work through those things. If you become triggered and activated, I will get you grounded and balanced back into who you are. We will come back to the present moment. And I will be your guide as we work on the things that you feel will be most beneficial to helping you. But please always know that your safety is what's most important to me above all else so for those you know you have people to say oh no you can't work with trauma survivors Mo there are a lot of people in this world who have experienced trauma i believe the statistics are somewhere along 61 percent of people have experienced a trauma in their lives it's the reason why addiction is so rampant in America. We're, we're living in an escapist society that doesn't really want to deal with trauma. And you have so many traumas that are out here in the world now. Religious trauma, sexual trauma, childhood trauma, developmental trauma. You have wars. You have gang violence. You have racism. You have so many different things that are going on. It is incredibly naive to think that as a coach, you will not be dealing with people's trauma. You will. If you want to be an effective coach. Because the reality of the matter is. Trauma influences the way people view life. And if you find yourself having a client that's stuck. And cannot get out of a rut. No matter what you do. You need to step out of the way and ask them what they need from you. And consider the fact then maybe there is some trauma at play here that I don't know about. And educate yourself and find out how you can support those people that come into your office who may have trauma and need your help. It's very simple. Samsha.org, that's S-A-M-S-H-A dot org, is an excellent resource to understand being trauma-informed. I'm even stepping into the realm of being trauma responsive because so many people have so many definitions of what trauma informed is. But you can start there looking into and digging into what trauma is and how it impacts people on every single level.
so that you can be a support to those that you say you want to help. Coming up with, you know, treatment plans or, you know, you've got these goals and all this is fine. But if a person is not meeting the goals that you set for them, then perhaps you need to stop setting goals for them and let them define how they want to show up in their space. Because shame, guilt, anxiety, mental health issues can keep you from meeting those goals. So I would advise you to resource and find out how you can support those who may show up on the steps of your practice or on your Zoom call and have been traumatized. Because you're going to run into somebody like that. It's going to happen if you're a coach, if you're in a helping profession. It's going to happen. So read up on it, study it, understand it, do your own work around your own traumas so that you can be a true support to people who come to you and help you. Seeking your help, rather. Do your work. That's how you keep from re-traumatizing people with your, with your program. By doing your work. And don't just label clients lazy because they struggle with your program. Get to the reason why. Ask them what will help them. Because coaching is not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's simply not. And for us to pretend like it is, we're doing a disservice to the clients to come to us for help. To survivors. If you go to a coach, or even a therapist or psychologist, and they tell you that the only way you can get healed is to work their program and to meet goals, and they're just results-oriented, I would advise you to move on. Ask them what work they're doing on themselves and what results have they gotten from the clients that they have worked with. If they don't let you play an active role in your recovery, find you someone else to work with. You don't need another person acting like they know what's better for you than you know for yourself. Now, disclaimer inserted in there. If you are not safe, if you are in a bad way, if you are activated in your trauma, Yes, your therapist probably knows what's best for you in that time. And you can listen to them. But if somebody's not listening to you and you're not being heard and they're not willing to work with you to come up with a plan that's going to help you to heal, then you need to keep it moving. Keep searching. Because not all therapists, not all psychiatrists, not all coaches are trauma responsive and understand what trauma does to people they're just not they have a degree they have a certification but that doesn't mean that they've done the work and they truly understand what it means to hold space for a survivor please keep that in mind know that I'm here for you I am a certified trauma recovery coach that does her work to make sure that she does not re-traumatize people who show up on a Zoom call with me or show up on my doorstep. I am human, just like everybody else. I study, I do my best to show up in meaningful ways for my clients. If you don't work with me, please find somebody who puts you first when you are in session and holds space for you in meaningful ways. Vet your helpers. 
vet your support system. Make sure they understand that you want them there to support you, but it ha- you have to be active in your own recovery. And if they don't allow you to be, then you're not going to work with them. It's very simple. So I hope that this episode has cleared up what I feel is the difference between therapy and coaching. It is not the fact that we don't treat trauma. It is the simple fact that we're not doing any diagnosing, suggestions for medications, taking you into repressed memories, any of that type of work. But we do help you heal from what happened to you. And to me, that is the essence of treating trauma. Not in the clinical sense. Not in the sense of I'm doing anything that I'm not trained and board certified to do or licensed to do. Let me say that. I don't do any of that. I don't practice what I don't have a license for because that's unethical. But you will talk to me about your trauma when you feel comfortable and safe enough to do so. You will find that you have a compassionate and supportive guide that helps you traverse the terrain that is trauma and healing. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. A whole space for you to be the person that you are, traumatized and all. You will laugh, you will cry, and I hope that you will feel seen, heard, and validated in your experience and know that it is okay to let go of the past and to heal from it because you deserve so much more. That's all I have for this episode. I hope that you all are taking care of yourselves, that you are loving yourselves, and that you are doing your best to be there for yourself and your littles as you do this very, very hard work of healing from what happened to you. I have um, available on my website, The Trauma Survivors Feel Guide to Life. It is a labor of love that I put out there for those who need resources. In this work, I know when I started out, I didn't have a whole lot of understanding of what it was that was supposedly wrong with me. And now I know that there's nothing wrong with me, but a lot happened to me. And this guide is designed to give you resources and to help you. It even has some personal stories from real people about the things that they, um, when they discovered that they had been traumatized. It has book recommendations, articles, um, a toolkit, all kinds of resources to help you heal and do what's necessary to build yourself up and not tear yourself down. That is available on my website um, for $12.99 for those who would like to get it. I appreciate all of your love and support. I am asking you that if the show is helping you that you please rate it and leave a review so that more people can hear about what it is that I do and we can hopefully help 
heal trauma one person at a time, one moment at a time. Please know that healing is not linear. All of the work that you do will stand even if you have a setback. Know that you are loved. Know that you are cared for. Please reach out to me on Instagram if you get a chance. If you just want to chat, my DMs are open. I also have a private Facebook group called Rising from the Ashes. If you would like to participate in that, um, you will have to abide by the rules and answer a simple question to be able to get access to the group because I want to make sure that it is safe. But I would love to have you over there to be a part of that. That's something you want to do. Until next time, I'll see you along the journey. Take care of yourselves. Well, that's another episode in the books. If you like the show so far, please go to iTunes and rate it so that we can push the show to the top in ratings and let more people know about the healing work that I do. You can also find me on beyondtheguru.com and Instagram at beyondtheguru. That's at beyond underscore the underscore guru. Until next time, have a great day.